We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Super stoked to have you guys along for another episode of the podcast and another edition of the Oregon Football Recruiting Hour. Uh, I know you guys love recruiting. I love recruiting. So uh, we are going to dedicate probably my, my estimate right now is an hour uh, to Oregon football recruiting. And we'll maybe get into some mailbag uh, on the back half of today's episode. We are coming to you live at a couple of different spots on YouTube at Oregon football, Max Torres on Twitter at M Torres sports and on the ducks digest Facebook page. So wherever you guys are tuned in, super stoked to have you along talk some ball, talk some crouton, and if you are tuning in on the podcast uh, version, thanks for tuning in. It is Friday, September 8th, 2023, and uh, we have Texas Tech on tap tomorrow. Number 13 Oregon faces off against former Oregon quarterback Tyler Shuck and the Red Raiders in Lubbock, Uh, so it should be a real fun one. Kickoff for that game is set for, I think, 4 o'clock, 4.10 on Fox. So if you aren't making the trip out to Lubbock, you can watch the game over on Fox. Uh, but we have some some everydayers that are here. So uh, excited to have you guys here along for another uh, edition of the Ducks Dish podcast and the Oregon Recruiting Hour. Uh, like I said, I have a couple of items that I want to get into some notable updates on the recruiting trail for Dan Lanning and company in the 2024 recruiting class. So we're going to make sure to get into that. And then, like I said, uh, always love doing a little bit of mailbag. So if you guys have a question about Oregon football recruiting or Oregon football, make sure you throw that into the live chat and I'm going to do my very best to get to it. Remember, you can always Put your question, push your question to the top of the line with a super chat. Love it when you support the channel. So with all of that being said, let's get into our first first little segment on today's episode, our first topic. Uh, I got to see a future duck in action last night on Thursday night. 
I hit the road uh, from Long Beach, California to Chula Vista, California. Came out to almost a three-hour drive just to get to the game. But I went to that game to see 2025 Lincoln quarterback Achilles Smith Jr. and Oregon quarterback commitment. Uh, he is committed to Oregon, and uh, this is a new spot for him with the Lincoln Hornets after transferring from Murrieta Valley uh, between his sophomore and junior seasons. I had covered him a little bit previously, but I never got to see him in a game setting. So this was really fun to get to see him in a game setting. I'm going to throw some highlights up on the screen right now. Um, you, if you haven't seen them already, they're available on both my Twitter account and my YouTube account. So I just wanted to throw these up there and uh, just give you guys a little bit of a taste of what I saw uh, under the Thursday night lights out in Chula Vista. So Achilles Smith Jr., pretty strong game. Final stat line for the former for the future Duck. His dad's a former Duck, but for the future Duck, Achilles Smith Jr. finished the Thursday game uh, 12 of 21 passing for 192 passing yards. He had uh, three touchdowns through the air and two interceptions, four carries on the ground for 35 rushing yards and one touchdown pass couple of his highlight plays, a 72-yard touchdown pass to Makai Gray, a 15-yard touchdown pass, a 21-yard touchdown pass, and a rushing touchdown of seven yards. There's the 72-yarder there, just uncorking the ball for a beautiful, deep touchdown pass uh, to Makai Gray, like I mentioned. So the two interceptions, I think, are kind of one thing that stick out from this game. Not to harp on the negative by any means, but I think the first interception uh, was definitely one that uh, he probably could have thrown the ball a little bit more inside. Uh, that one came in a critical situation at the goal line in the red zone. So you'd love to have that one back. Uh, but that was uh, you know, something we have to talk about. And then the second interception, I think the, the wide receiver, from what I can remember when I saw that one, uh, he fell down. And then uh, Modern Day Catholics defense was able to come away with a pick there. So not overly concerned. And then you have another deep ball there. Uh, his wide receivers were, were struggling with drops a little bit throughout the night. So I think his stat line, there's the other interception there. I think his stat line is definitely something that uh, can be a little bit misleading. Um, I think his completion percentage would have been a little bit better had his receivers been able to haul some of these in. But man, Will Stein and the Ducks have a stud coming to Eugene in just a couple years. And he's only a junior. I think that's really what stands out about Achilles Smith Jr. He's only a junior and he has so much time to develop. This was one of the, the better highlights of the night. You can see the play kind of breaks down. The pocket collapses. He's flushed out and he's able to improvise and make something happen with his legs before coasting into the end zone. I was able to talk with Achilles Smith Jr. who goes by KJ after the game just about his performance and how this team is gelling. I'll have a full interview up on DucksDigest.com, but you can also find the highlights there uh, if you haven't seen them already. But he said that the team is starting to gel. They're starting to come together now, now that they're moving to 4-0 on the year. Definitely been a solid debut and start to the season for the Lincoln Hornets, who won a state title last year uh, over the De La Salle Spartans, a storied high school program out of Northern California, Really seems like they aren't what they once were, but I'm not trying to take away from the Lincoln State title by any means because that was a really fun team to cover. I covered one of their games last year. 
when Oregon was still recruiting Roderick Robinson, um, who ended up committing to Georgia. And that guy just put the team on his back and uh, was was really, really fun to watch. But I think one thing that you're always going to find with uh, a Lincoln team, man, those guys were physical. I, I didn't go there last night to watch the defense, but the defense had a really good game. Uh, I want to say they forced one they have one interception and a fumble. Um, they're just incredibly physical. They're gonna wait. They're gonna wear down their their opponents. Um, there were definitely some plays where the modern day Catholic quarterback was was kind of running for cover, or you could tell he didn't want to take a hit. And that's just because the Lincoln defense was on him all night. So incredible physicality from the Lincoln Hornets defense, and I think that played a huge role in what they were able to do in putting this game away. And then just kind of some final thoughts on Achilles Smith Jr. here to uh, to kind of put a bow on on this game. He I really like the deep ball from Achilles Smith Jr. Uh, it really just looks like it comes out effortlessly for him. Uh, he's got a good connection with his wide receivers. Obviously, that's something that you're going to need if you're going to connect uh, on those long, deep, explosive pass plays. Uh, I think he's really, really mobile. I really like what I saw from him just in terms of staying in the pocket. And then when the pocket broke down, just being able to, to navigate with, with some good poise and keep his eyes down the field at times um, and just get the ball to his playmakers. You saw one of his touchdowns there where he had to move to the left and uh, get the ball to his receiver. Sometimes that's all you have to do as a quarterback is just get the ball to the really talented skill guys. And that is something that he did pretty well. He did talk about kind of one area of his game that he's looking to grow moving forward into uh, the rest of the season. He really wants to kind of pick up that, uh, I don't know if I'd say the tag, but he wants to be viewed as a dual threat quarterback, which is not something that's easy to do, but he's six foot six, 205 pounds, and he can move really well. Uh, didn't put up a crazy stat line, right? Only four rushes for 35 yards and a rushing touchdown, but he can move really well. He's super athletic, doesn't run with a ton of physicality, but I think that's good. You don't want a quarterback that's always putting their body on the line. Um, I think if uh, if Achilles Smith Jr. can can evolve that part of his game and become a dual threat quarterback, uh, I think that he could kind of maybe develop along the lines of Nico Iamaliava, the Tennessee true freshman quarterback that I also got to cover last year out of Warren High School in Downey, California. I'm not saying that I think Achilles Smith Jr. is going to be Nico Iamaliava, uh, but I, when I think of like really tall, big, dual-threat quarterbacks, I think that Nico absolutely fits that bill and that he is going to be waiting in the wings for Josh Heupel and that Volunteers offense after Joe Milton probably heads to the NFL next year. So really liked what I saw from Achilles Smith Jr. And then just kind of a a small note that I was thinking about. I drove back after this game. Uh, I got to say hi to my sister who, who recently moved to San Diego. So shout out to Em and Nick. If you guys are watching or listening to this, got to see her French bulldog, Bo, uh, who's like my favorite dog. Um, so that was fun. And uh, But yeah, I decided to drive back after this game. And I was just thinking to myself, like, this is so cool. Like I got to start my day in Long Beach hit the road out to Chula Vista, which was a long drive, but I love the traveling portion of this job. And it just kind of got me thinking, you know, I, I don't, I don't, um, don't want to gloat or anything. It's definitely not where this is coming from, but like, I, I'm really happy with like the way things are coming together as far as just the way 
I've been able to cover Oregon on the recruiting trail, especially out here in Southern California. Um, you guys know that recruiting is my passion, covering high school football. And I just truly feel like no one else in the Oregon market is doing it the way I am. I'm not saying that they're doing a bad job by any means. I don't mean to, don't mean to put anybody down. I'm just, I'm just hyped. I'm just happy and I'm, I'm proud of myself. So just kind of a cool little moment that I had, um, you know, coming back and, and I wouldn't be able to do those kinds of trips if it weren't for you guys listening to the podcast, watching my YouTube channel, um, reading my stuff over on Ducks Digest. So just super, super fun. And what's even cooler is that I get to see another game tonight, Friday, September 8th. Uh, I'm going to be going to St. John Bosco, the number three ranked team in the country. And they're going to be facing off against the St. Francis Academy Panthers. St. Francis Academy is home to not one, but two Oregon football commits in the 2024 recruiting class in quarterback Michael Van Buren, an Under Armour All-American selection, as well as cornerback Ify Obadeglu, who is also an Under Armour All-American selection. So this is just a super cool opportunity that I'm really fired up for because I wouldn't normally get to see guys like Michael Van Buren and Ify Obadeglu unless I went to a camp or traveled all the way across the country to Baltimore. So really excited for that game. Um, Michael Van Buren and the Panthers are 0-3, so they haven't won a game yet here in the 2023 season. But man, they have a really, really tough schedule. Uh, so obviously, it's not great when uh, you, you know, have a team that hasn't won yet, but uh, they're not running from competition. They started the season off against Buford in Georgia. They're nationally ranked. They lost 18-0. And then they followed that up with Shamanad Madonna out in Hollywood, Florida. They lost that one 35 to 14. And then last week they played East St. Louis out of Illinois and they lost that one 13 to seven. So really haven't seen too much explosion from this Panthers offense. So uh, it's not going to be an easy test against St. John Bosco. I think I did see some whispers or some rumblings on social media that Alabama safety commit Peyton Woodyard is uh, working to come back from a knee injury. So I'm not sure if we'll get to see him tonight. That would obviously be a significant loss for the Braves uh, if he's not able to go, but it would make things probably a little bit easier for Michael Van Buren and the St. Francis Academy offense. So if you guys want to see updates on Michael Van Buren and Ify Obadeglu, a couple of future ducks in the 2024 recruiting class, make sure you're following me. If you're not following me, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, follow me on social media at mtourist sports on both Twitter and and Instagram. That's the fastest way to get all of my updates. And uh, I, I might do like another isolation highlights thing like I did with the Killy Smith Jr. Um, with Michael Van Buren, just kind of depending on uh, how that game goes. So San Francis Academy is, is pretty loaded. They have plenty of playmakers on offense, a lot of highly touted recruits. So they should be able to make something happen on offense this upcoming week uh, against St. John Bosco on Friday night. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, another item, shifting gears a little bit, we got to talk about a new recruiting prediction. 2024, Santa Ana Modern Day Offensive Tackle, five-star recruit Brandon Baker was predicted to commit to the Texas Longhorns on Thursday by Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells of Inside Texas. That is on three's Texas Longhorns site. And uh, those guys are pretty much as plugged in as it gets in the Austin, Texas market. That's where UT is, right? Uh, I did reach out to one of my connections out in Austin and didn't get anything super particular. But, you know, he, he kind of told me that those guys are really plugged in and, and obviously pretty well respected in the industry. So they, they placed that prediction. Though They both placed their predictions for Brandon Baker to commit to Texas I want to say it was with 70% confidence. Uh, I'm trying to fact check that right now in real time. So give me just a second as I scroll here and see what we can find as far as uh, Brandon Baker getting predicted to Texas by uh, the on three Texas site. Scrolling through some more highlights and I think I'm getting close. All right. So. We have, yes, so 70% confidence. That's definitely something that is uh, notable. And um, we also got some other news just before this prediction came out. Uh, 247 Sports' Greg Biggins reported that Brandon Baker has set a commitment date of September 24th. So kind of working backwards from that, what else do we know is going to happen or could happen between now and that eventual commitment date? for five-star offensive tackle and Oregon target, Brandon Baker. Well, we know that Brandon Baker has an official visit scheduled for next weekend. He's going to be heading out to Lincoln, Nebraska for what could be his final official visit with the Nebraska Cornhuskers and Matt Rule. So that's definitely a big trip to keep an eye on. I don't think that the Nebraska has been taken super seriously in this recruitment for Brandon Baker, but he's been there before. I think he took that trip along with his teammate, modern day running back Nate Frazier, who has since committed to the university of Georgia. But I think that anytime a school gets a visit like this and an official visit at that, this close to a commitment date, I think that you have to take them seriously as a contender in this recruitment. But Texas and Steve Sarkeesian, they have things rolling 
from a recruiting standpoint out there in Texas. They have a lot of the best players in the country that are going to be coming to Austin to play their college football. They currently rank number 17 in the 2024 recruiting class, according to 247 Sports' rankings. A couple of their headliners include five-star edge rusher Colin Simmons, in-state product out of Duncanville High School. Also have IMG Academy running back Jarek Gibson, who is going to be heading there from Bradenton, Florida. And then uh, their number three commit, you have Jordan Johnson Rebel, cornerback, also out of Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy. So even though they don't have a super highly rated class right now, I think that Texas is always going to be a team that is uh, capable of entering any given recruitment. I think that uh, I, I tried to report to you guys after my recent interview with Brandon Baker uh, last month that Texas was a school that had really been turning things up in this recruitment and they were a legitimate contender for Brandon Baker. Brandon Baker did take some official visits in the summer, took trips out to Texas, Ohio State, and Georgia. Those trips were of the official visit variety, so those are notable. Also notable in the eyes of a lot of Duck fans, he didn't get out to Eugene. I think that is definitely notable. Um, During the time that I've been able to cover Brandon Baker's recruitment and do a bunch of interviews with him, I think there really wasn't a, you know, a massive push or at least a lot of pressure to get out to Eugene because he's been there so many times on unofficial visits. He's incredibly comfortable with it, really familiar with it. His brother played defensive line for the Ducks for four years. Um, and I think that there was always kind of this understanding that the official visit was kind of getting pushed down the road, pushed down the road, pushed down the road. Oh, hey, I'm comfortable with this program. I, I know what the Ducks present to me because I visited so many times unofficially, but official visits are a different deal. The school pays for it. You get the red carpet treatment. Uh, You usually get to experience a game. So I think that's pretty big. I know that was one thing that Brandon Baker had talked about, not getting to get out for a game and just kind of experience some of that atmosphere. But he also told me that Dan Lanning at one point had done a really good job of addressing one of the main concerns that Brandon Baker had as far as potentially playing for the Ducks. And that was kind of that it almost made too much sense that he was too comfortable with the Oregon program. But Dan Lane did a good job of alleviating those concerns and just kind of saying, hey, man, I totally understand that. I'm paraphrasing here, right? Kind of just saying, I understand where you're coming from, but we're not getting complacent with anything over here. We're going after the best players in the country, which includes yourself. Heck, I got the the number one offensive tackle a couple cycles ago and Josh Connerly, who's going to start at left tackle for the Ducks this year. Uh, I got a leak Terry running the O-line who has a bunch of fire and is someone with NFL experience. So he had done a really good job of alleviating those concerns. But I think if if he can get back to, uh, to Oregon before that commitment, keep in mind the Ducks do face Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes on Saturday, September 23rd. So it looks like that would lend itself to um, Brandon Baker's commitment coming on a Sunday, uh, which is an interesting day to do a commitment on the weekend. Um, double checking right now. Yeah, the 24th is indeed a Sunday, so that is a a big development for his recruitment, but maybe they can get him up on campus for an official visit um, during that that last weekend, the weekend that he commits. I wouldn't say that it's super likely that you're going to be able to get a guy on campus for an official visit the day before he commits, 
Maybe you can get him on campus for that official visit and then get him to push back his commitment. I'm just thinking of hypotheticals here, but it really does feel like getting Brandon Baker back on campus for an official visit between now and his commitment date of September 24th seems like the the best chance that the Ducks have to kind of get back into this recruitment and maybe recapture some of that momentum. But bottom line here, guys, I reported to you that Texas was a real threat in this recruitment, and that's only getting uh, legitimized here with this prediction from Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Not saying this one's over, but did a little bit of digging and you know talking to some people that are you know around that program, familiar with the program, Oregon that is. And uh, it, I'm not really hearing positive momentum or any anything that would lead me to believe that Oregon's in a good position to land Brandon Baker as things stand right now on a Friday afternoon, September 8th, 2023. So we have to see what's going to end up happening here between now and the finish line with Brandon Baker. I know that the Ducks are also recruiting a couple of highly touted and highly sought after offensive linemen outside of Baker in the 2024 recruiting class. Who might that be? Well, you're looking at IMG Academy interior offensive lineman Jordan Seaton, who transferred over from Washington, D.C., St. John's, where the Ducks have a commitment from 2024 running back Dejon Riggs, where the Ducks got a commitment from 2023 DB Colin Gill, who is now on campus. So there's some familiarity and some organ connection there. He's supposed to be taking a visit out to Eugene, according to some reports for the USC game, probably venture to think that uh, that's going to be of the official variety for Jordan Seaton. And then you also have Eddie Pierre Lewis, an interior offensive lineman out of Tampa Catholic out in Tampa, Florida. He released a top five recently that included Texas A&M, Miami, UCF, Oregon, and the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, he's probably going to be taking an official visit, I would venture, before he makes his eventual commitment. But the top five schools for Eddie Pierre-Louis was definitely a notable update that we got from him uh, recently. So we'll see what happens as far as a commitment date is concerned for Eddie Pierre-Louis. But I would think probably a pretty safe bet that he's going to be taking his official visit out to Oregon before he ends up making his commitment. So Brandon Baker, Eddie Pierre-Louis, and Jordan Seaton, I think those are the main names that you're looking at right now. When it comes to recruiting the offensive line position for Elite Terry, Mike Cavanaugh, Cutter Leftwich, and the rest of that Oregon staff. All right, next up on the list, we're talking about a current Duck commit, 2024 Durant, Oklahoma defensive lineman Zadavian Sims. What's the new deal with Zadavian Sims as the junior highlights roll here on your screen? Zadavian Sims earned Adidas All-American Distinction, Adidas All-American Honors on Friday morning as he continues to cement himself as one of the best players in the 2024 class anywhere in the country. The story with Zadavian Sims, he committed to Oregon back in May as the number one ranked player out of the state of Oklahoma. He is part of a solid defensive line class in 2024 for Dan Lanning. Tosh Lapoy, Tony Tuioti, Tony Washington, guys like that. He is a big piece of that at six foot four, 290 pounds. He's kind of playing all over the defensive line this year. I actually talked to Zadavian Sims today, so I'll get into a little bit more of what he had to say later on here. But that defensive line haul for Oregon, you got Zadavian Sims, you got Tion Gray 
out of Hazelwood Central in St. Louis, Missouri. He flipped his commitment from the Missouri Tigers to the Oregon Ducks in the spring. And then you also have a commitment from Yuma Catholic, edge rusher in Arizona, Jackson Jones. So not a huge class along the defensive line for Oregon here in 2024, but still have some good pieces that you're going after, most notably Aiden Breland, five-star defensive lineman out of modern day, and Jericho Johnson, four-star defensive lineman out of Northern California. So I like what Oregon's defensive line class looks like right now, but some big pieces could potentially be added uh, if the Ducks can take care of business with a guy like Aiden Breland. Uh, he said he was going to be cutting his, his list down to four. My best bet for those schools, you got Oregon, Texas A&M, Miami, and Georgia, but we'll keep tabs on that one and see what top schools eventually get released for Aiden Breland. Whoever it is, I think Oregon's still got a shot and uh, definitely going to be a tough battle with some of those schools to try to get his eventual commitment. What other news do we have on Zadavian Sims, 2024 defensive lineman out of Durant, Oklahoma? Well, he uh, actually transferred from uh, Texas before his junior season, I want to say it was. Has some Texas ties, but now he's the number one player in Oklahoma. Talk to him a little bit about this season. He is uh, His team is 1-1 one one on the year, and they're going to be playing another game tonight, Friday night. And he is playing kind of all over the defensive line, working more on the interior. But this is a guy who is super explosive, super athletic, really strong, and can generate some really good push and knockback at the point of attack for Durant. Um, like I said, moving around the defensive line, I think you like to see that positional versatility. You always want to recruit guys that can do a lot of different things at a high level for your program. And Zadavian Sims certainly checks that box. He's not just focusing on defense. He's also playing some tight end for his school, for Durant. So that's a cool little development there. Not really surprised because I did get to see him a little bit in the spring when he came out to Santa Ana, California for a seven-on-seven tournament uh, to play with C4, and he was making some explosive plays, pun intended, I guess. But he is really, really talented overall, and it's just cool to see a guy doing that and impacting the game from, from both sides of the ball. We certainly saw plenty of that with Travis Hunter and the Colorado Buffaloes in week one against TCU. Now they return home in one of the best games of the week, Colorado's home opener. It's sold out to face the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Now let's get into a little bit of my conversation with Zadavian Sims. I think one of the most notable updates to come out of that conversation is that Zadavian Sims is going to be back in Eugene next week when the Ducks come back to Eugene for their game against Hawaii. So always good when you can get those commitments, especially those top commitments out of the state back on campus for another visit. That's definitely a good development for Dan Landing and the Ducks on the recruiting trail. Dan Landing and the Ducks, speaking of those guys, they are out in Lubbock, Texas, out in the Lone Star State, getting ready for their game tomorrow night against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. But Tony Tuioti, Oregon's defensive line coach, is going to be heading to Oklahoma tonight. Uh, Zadavian Sims, speaking with me on Friday, told me that uh, the plan is for Tony Tuioti to come and attend his game on Friday night. So always good to get coaches on the ground and uh, at those games. I did see Junior Adams at uh, last week's Long Beach Poly versus Mission Viejo game. I was at that game to cover linebacker commit Dylan Williams, but Junior Adams was in attendance at that game. 
just before the Ducks open their 2023 season against the Portland State Vikings. Other notable updates from my conversation with Davian Sims, the full interview will be out on DucksDigest.com probably on Saturday, uh, depending on when you're listening to this one. Always uh, get it first on YouTube, and then I will post it, post the podcast over on the audio platforms. But other notable updates, since committing to Oregon, Zadavian Sims is still hearing from a couple of schools, most notably Michigan State. Um, Michigan State is definitely a, a big contender uh, on the recruiting trail. They've been going head-to-head with Oregon in quite a few of these recruitments. Sims also mentioned SMU as a school that is still recruiting him right now, but not to worry for Duck fans because he said he is still pretty much locked in. I don't think there's uh, any reason to worry about Sims wavering on that commitment. That said, he is a high-profile recruit, so you're going to have to keep treating him like he is an uncommitted player and recruiting him to come to Oregon. That's definitely huge. Quick reminder to you guys, make sure if you're here watching live in the live chat, we got almost 40 people here. Love it when you guys show out. Hop in those comments in the live chat and throw a question my way, uh, and I will do the best that I can to to answer it and uh, just create some good talk here on the channel. But um, yeah, Zadavian Sims coming back for a visit. I think that's big time. He also told me that he is planning to enroll early which would also indicate that he's going to be signing early with the University of Oregon. So definitely good updates there on the recruiting trail for Dan Lanning and the Ducks with one of their top defensive recruits and top defensive commits here in the 2024 recruiting class. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.